fantasy in the house, yo. Let me tell you how we do things around here. Here, get to the top. Hold a little fantasy, please say what's wrong. Fantasy tactics, tips have to be hard. Listen to us, you'll be winning a lot. Not losing, just cruising. So kick off the balls and let's get choosing. The ultimate fantasy podcast. And it's live. It's the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy. Welcome back after Game Week 5. I am Alfie, your host. Alongside me is a man who completely lost the plot in our draft game by selling his soul to the devil. It's the man with the stats and the beard, Nathan Taylor. Hello, Nathan. Good morning, mate. How's your soul? It's all right. I'm... I know what I'm doing. Okay. Doesn't know what he's doing. Basically, what happened is he made a dodgy deal at draft, but we'll move on. Uh, and who's that skulking in the background? It's Yorkshire's finest export since Peter Stringfellow. It's the slightly less attractive secret journalist. Hi, Phil. All right. I thought you were going to go for a, for a different Peter S from Yorkshire. <laughs> I was slightly worried. Yeah, not, not the greatest export. Uh, I was, gonna, uh, I was yeah. very close. All right. uh, how was the cricket? Back from the cricket? You had a lot of beer and a lot of fun? Yeah, always good, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to have a freebie, especially as as you sort of point out that I'm being a Yorkshireman, getting a freebie is always good. <laughs> good stuff. Right, so we're back to the football today. Uh, before we crack on, let's talk about what's coming up on the show today. In part one, we have the full Game Week 5 review, looking at FPL draft and fan tracks. And of course, I'll be asking the boys here our quiz question. Part two, Paris Barron from SayThePunter.com will be calling in to offer his best bet for Game Week 6. And Tommy Gunn, We'll, we'll be listening to him as he talks through the fun times at Arsenal. Part three, we'll look ahead to game week six with some insight from FPL content creator FPL Nymphra, which leads nicely onto the short segment in which we reveal our changes uh, that we're going to make for our podcast FPL team for game week six. And part four, we'll have the answer to our quiz question, the clean sheet forecast, player tips, if that such thing exists, and the beer recommendation, of course. Okay, so gents, before we crack on with the Game Week 5 roundup, uh, I have the quick quiz question for you. Uh, Ryan Giggs holds the record for the most Premier League assists of all time. Fat Wayne, Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard make the top 10. Can you name the other three Englishmen who make that top 10? Okay, boys. Okay. Okay, right, we'll come back to... We'll reveal the answer in part four, so don't go anywhere. Uh, Right now, it's time for our Game Week 5 roundup. The Canaries unleashed total football in City, knocking them off their perch and give Norwich fans plenty to tweet about. Yes, it was three goals for those who can count well, whereas Liverpool swat a plucky Newcastle side as the Magpies realise they're going to need a bigger bus. Leicester disappoint the neutrals as they let United sneak a 1-0 win at Old Trafford. Spurs destroy Roy's smash and grab attempt at the Tottenham Stadium with a convincing 4-0 win. Tammy scores 3-1 and one as Chelsea sneak 5 past a somewhat docile Wolves, still looking for their first win. Bournemouth again proved to be a match for any of the meddling teams as they dispatch of Everton and Arsenal continue to clown around, letting slip a two-goal lead against a better-looking Watford. Five clean sheets this week. Yes, five is going up. West Ham, Aston Villa, Spurs, Man United, Southampton. Assist King was Serge Aurier with two. Ha ha. Assistant defenders Serge Aurier, Adavirad, Robertson, Rico, Alonso, Maitland, Niles, Doherty, and Kalasinac. The goal king was Tammy Abraham with three. Goal scoring defenders this week Jetro Williams, Rocket, and Tamori, also Rocket. Own goals Tammy Abraham and Red Cars, Masuaku, and Billy Sharp. Huh. And this week's top performing players across FPL and Draft are Son, Mane, Aurier and Tammy. And on fan tracks, a bit different, of course, it's Delefeu, Aurier and Son. Delefeu? Huh. 
Some stats for you now. Stat number one, Tammy Abraham became the youngest ever Englishman to score a hat-trick in the Premier League. Stat number two, the average age of Bournemouth's starting 11 against Everton was 24 years and 195 days. And stat number three, eight of the last 11 goals that Man City have conceded in the Premier League have come via set pieces. Ooh, damning. Okay, this week's top performing players in full on FPL and draft goalkeepers were Fabianski, De Gea and Gunn. Defenders were Oria, Alderweireld, and Tomori. Midfielders Son, Mane, Buenadilla, and Dinepo. And forwards Tammy, P.E.A., Wilson, and Puki. Uh, fan tracks is a bit different, isn't it, Nathan? Yeah, it is. Uh, just a few changes. Larice is the top keeper in fan tracks. Trent replaces Fikeo Tomori. Um, in midfield, it's completely different. Rodrigo, Mount, and Cleverly. Mm. And up front, Gerard Delafeu, Hyungmin Son and a draw between Josh King and Tammy. Mm, There's massive differences, actually, isn't it? Okay, so notable players from the game week. Uh, Tomori, we mentioned there, scored a nice goal for Chelsea, making his way into the side in that back five, wasn't it? 4.5 million. Dorks, who caught your eye? Uh, I mean, you mentioned him already, um, but Delafeu looked excellent for Watford against Arsenal. Um, Actually, put into a position where he's most effective, kind of in that front three, coming in from coming in from the left hand side, sort of cutting inside. I mean, his his finishing sometimes leaves a little bit to be desired, and and you know, kind of his. I think the especially his, his skill factor, and maybe his feet move a little bit faster than his head sometimes. But um, <laughs> but no, he's he's a he's an exciting player, and if he's put in the right position, as he appeared to be against Arsenal, he's someone who can do a lot of damage. I think for Watford. Mm. And uh, in terms of that's forwards. In terms of defenders, Serge Aurier, four point yeah. nine million, bought him back from the cold. Immediate contribution, two assists and one clean sheet. Yeah, I mean, if he, you know, his attitude has been an issue. But if he can knuckle down, he can he can get his head right. Then he could be definitely be a, a really useful asset for Tottenham. You know, he's, he, they're not exactly blessed with a lot of fit right backs at the moment, um, having also lost Trippier in the in the summer. So yeah, if he gets it right, he, he could definitely contribute. I mean, he's, he's um, they're going to keep clean sheets at Tottenham. He's not a bad player going forward. And if the kind of quotes that came out of the the, uh, the press after that game where he got two assists or anything to go by, his head seems to be in the right place again. So he could be a useful asset. Mm, just a shame you got there before me in the draft. <laughs> oh really? Oh, you yeah. sniffing around? Oh, I've not had much luck in the transfer market this week. But anyway, Nathan, players that caught your eye, Buendia. Yeah, Emmy Buendia. Uh, we picked him out in the previews actually as being one. I think it was Phil who brought him up at the time. He looked really good. Obviously, sticks his foot in, wins the ball, and is hugely creative. Carries it well. Uh, Eleven points this week. He's still only in one point one percent of the teams. Six million. So he's a little on the pricey end, but. I think, again, as we mentioned in the previews, there's a lot of players around that six million and now starting to sort the wheat from the chaff a little bit. So it might be time to trade out people and get Buendia. 24 points overall. Norwich, whilst they don't look secure at the back, they're really good to watch and they look like they're going to get goals all season, really. They're hugely kind of mm. attacking side. And speaking about goals, Nathan, uh, Gineppo or Southampton, there's a, quite a tasty goal, isn't it? Yeah, Musa Gineppo. Good little signing for them, by the looks of things. Them whose name we do not speak. Uh, 11 points this game week, 16 overall. And he looks like he's suddenly come into the team now as well. It's taking a little bit while to 
blend into there. 5.4 million. He's already in 7.9% of teams, though, so people are already picking him up. And talking about form players, the form players, five weeks, the uh, for the past five weeks, average points, not including bonus points. Uh, your goalkeepers, they're the one that stands out because uh, it's Angus Gunn, Fabianski, and De Gea. And who'd have thought that'd be happening, eh? Okay, so let's talk about FPL. Our team pod FPL <laughs> result this week. Oh, it was a bit depressing. We were in such good form. Because, Phil, you didn't realise, did you? We went up to uh, uh, like 500,000, you know? I didn't realise that, no. Yeah, but don't but... worry, we dropped down again. <laughs> so... oh, oh, thank God for that. Oh. <laughs> so we got 38 points this week, and that is below the average of 52 but considering our big players like Sterling, KDB, Sabeos and TAA didn't perform, we did manage to maximise return somewhat by captaining Salah. Uh, of course, uh, like many people out there, we thought that Man City was a bridge too far for Norwich and uh, subsequently dropped Pookie to the bench, although I'm not quite sure why, mm. because I kept Ayu in, so we missed out on his 12 points. Nathan, do you know why I kept Ayu in and dropped Pookie? <laughs> No, I've <laughs> I've sent a couple of messages questioning that selection. Uh, to choice. be honest, I didn't realise until I just saw the result and I was like, why is George and Ayu? I, I kind of just for the record, I had no part in this decision-making process whatsoever. I, and and I so I, I, I absolved myself of all, Me too, of all responsibility Me too, <laughs> I think there's a lot of pressure when it comes to the production team, having to push these buttons all the time. You know how it is. Mm. But anyway, to borrow a football uh, cliche, that's football. We move on. <laughs> right? That's what they say. Uh, but, so we've now <laughs> dropped from 495,139 to 1,320,463. Oh, that's nearly a million we've dropped. That's crazy, isn't it? Uh, we'll be discussing our change for Game Week 6 and Part 3. We're now moving on to the highest scoring FPL manager for Game Week 5. Congratulations, Martin Koikstum from Sweden, whose team, Laura FC... Racked up 128 points. Now, uh, Martin, he uh, he made seven transfers. So he started with minus 24 points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he triple captained Tammy Abraham. Uh, so there's some serious, uh, either brave or quite ridiculous decision making going on there, isn't there? Uh, let's face Who is it. this lunatic? <laughs> Absolute lunatic. You, but you, and you think, it, well, it's working for him. He must be, be doing really well. Five million eight hundred twenty-one thousand eight hundred sixty. So yeah, you wait till next week. Yeah, I stopped clock and all that, isn't it? The amount of people who triple captain like random players on a given game week is just shocking, isn't it? Like, uh, hang, hang on a sec, let me have a look. Who are um, who are Crystal Palace playing this weekend? Jordan, are you triple captain? <laughs> yeah. Who they playing? Oh, they're at home, uh, aren't they? They're at home to uh, Wolves. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get out. Do it. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so, yes, that's catapulted him to a ranking of 5,800,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,
It's rubbish. So, sorry, Matthew Santa. And uh, another one. All right, Nathan, what about this one? Netflix and Chillwell. Mm, that's all right. But anyway, well, all right. Well done, Wheel Backhouse for Netflix and Chillwell. Let's move on to Draft Fantasy now. <laughs> uh, draft Fantasy results. Uh, oh, yes. Of course, Phil, you conveniently weren't here last week to discuss your side Kikio Derby. Lost yeah. against Nathan. Uh, yeah. But this week, you just about redeemed yourself by beating me. And when I say just about, I mean just about beating me, right? Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't matter about the margin of victory, I don't <laughs> think, does it? <laughs> As I proved last week. I, 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 I'm more than comfortable to, to sneak it. I mean... Yeah, I, I think as as you've discussed at length uh, various points. I mean, you've not actually discussed it with me at length, but what you've done is seemingly shouted into the void your unhappiness about certain players of mine getting quite hefty points. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> for seemingly for seemingly doing nothing. Well, yeah, that, I have got this written down, so don't worry. Um, so yeah, well, you beat me forty-seven, forty-three. Delafeo, who you mentioned earlier. I mean, he just absolutely hates me. His one performance of the season is always against me in draft. Right. And Jao uh, okay. Moutinho yeah. conceded five goals at home, but still scored six points because we have Conte points. I mean, that you shouldn't get any, right? You shouldn't get any. Ne- never underestimate running around. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, <laughs> it's crucial to any... I mean, I have, I've stopped my team with runners. They, they tackle, they intercept. Don't score many. But my God, they grind teams down. And did you notice this week there was massive disappointment from a few of us? I mean, me especially, because I missed out on the waivers. Was uh, Isaac Hayden got snapped up by Moon? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did see that. He's a big point hitter in running around and getting stuck. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, when we, somehow we've managed to engineer a game where Isaac Hayden's valuable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's genius. It's genius. Um, Nathan, you hung your hopes this game week on an Arsenal court of Holding and Koscielny mm. to offset the might of Aguero, forgetting about the might of Pookie and Josh King, of course. Yeah, going into the game week, I thought I was going to get beaten quite heavily. So I did some rather silly transferring, essentially to look forward to the next few game weeks. Uh, it seemed Aguero would get a few and I'd have no chance whatsoever. Mm. Actually turned out to be quite tight. And if I hadn't done some of those silly transfers then I might have given Robson more of a game. <laughs> hey, that's football. We that's move the, on. Yeah. Although every week so far, I've picked up more points than the week before. So my team's getting stronger. That's all I can say. That's the only hope I can draw from it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, game week six, head-to-head fixtures. I've got a toughie against Robson. He's the highest point scorer in our league. Uh, Nath, you've got Isherwoods, who yeah. only has Sterling, but... Could make all the difference. And Phil, you're up against the devil himself, Cristal, uh, who's yeah. who comes armed with PEA, of course, of Arsenal. You looking forward yeah, well, to that? I, well, I would imagine that if if form is anything to go by, at some point during the next week, I, I sh- well, no, actually, I should win because in in, in the last week, Dow has pretty much bid for every single one of my players, so he must <laughs> like my team. So, <laughs> so I can only imagine that that, that I mean, I'll, I'll get beat. Obviously, I'll get beat, but. Um, yeah, I, I, can, I, I imagine I'll have to fend him off first from trying to, from trying to sign off my squad. Mm, we'll see how it goes. Uh, okay, that's enough for draft. Um, we're now Let's talk about the things we learned from game week five. I learned that Leicester aren't the force I thought they were going to be this season in that sort of damp squid that they put out against United. I was really disappointed. Uh, Phil, what did you learn? Um, I think there's a bit of life in Watford. I Ooh. think um, I think old 
Sanchez Flores uh, on the evidence, certainly on the evidence of that second half. I think he might um, think he might be able to get a little bit of life back into him. They're certainly better than bottom of the table. Mm. Nathan, a um, couple of things. Uh, Chelsea's change in formation, going back to depending on how you look at it, either a three at the back or a five at the back, but brings Alonso back into the team. Obviously, a bit of a hero for point scoring defenders who came in straight away with an assist this week as well. Mm. And uh, we all enjoyed Arsenal, didn't we? We did enjoy Arsenal quite a lot. The uh, defence is looking no less shambolic than it has for probably a couple of years now. David Lewis has just added to the comedy value, mm. turning up in his clown car. Um, they're conceding <laughs> goals at an absolutely alarming rate, but more conceding shots on goals as well. They've Since the start of last season, they've made the highest number of errors leading to goals, 14 since the start of last season. They've also conceded the most shots against them in Europe's top five leagues this season at any teams as well. Oh, yikes. Most goals against them since the start of last season from penalties, 10 actually equaled Brighton, but still an alarming amount. Mm. And I think the thing that struck me watching them compared to Norwich, Norwich really did well at, they were so scary watching Norwich play because they're playing it around on the edge of their own box and you think at any second now Man City are going to mm-hmm. nick this and get an easy goal. But they always managed to find their way out and then they're past the um, first and second lines of the Man City press. Arsenal just cannot cope with even the first press. They were just giving it away to Watford on the edge of their own box. It's no surprise that really they're conceding so many goals. Mm. Um, yeah, and they've really uh, they've really nailed that new goalkeeper rule as well, haven't they? I mean, they've... Uh... <laughs> Emery's perfected the art of playing that one. What do you mean uh, from the goal kick? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two men in the box. Oh, yeah, I'll pass it to him. Immediately get impressed and panic. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit that does make me nervous. But um, So you could say overall we've not learned anything about Arsenal. No. <laughs> it's the same old, same old. Fantastic. It's good for us, good for the neutral. Okay, right, that's the end of part one. But don't go anywhere because in part two, we'll be speaking to Paris Baron. And also... Uh, We'll be talking Arsenal with Tommy Gunn, the deluded Arsenal fan, that is. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to part two. Um, right now, we were meant to go and listen to Paris Baron from com. But I can't bring in that audio, duh, because we've had some technical issues, double duh. So unfortunately, we can't do that. But that's okay. Uh, We can go and listen. Now, I did speak to Tommy Gunn, the deluded one, you know, the Arsenal fan. This will be fun. Tommy Gunn, the deluded one. How are you, mate? Alfie, how's it going, mate? You okay? Uh, I think I think things are okay. I think a little better than what's happening with your season thus far <laughs> in terms of draft fantasy. No wins from five. Yeah, not great, mate. Not great. Nil from five. But there you go. I keep losing. What are you going to do? You just have to get on with it, mate, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about Arsenal then. You weren't too impressed with uh, Arsenal's performance on Sunday. And uh, to be more precise, Granite Jacker. If you, if you wade into Arsenal Twitter ever, which I advise you probably not to do, but if you ever do, nobody really polarises opinion quite like Xhaka does. So nobody can really understand. You know, 
watching Arsenal, why Xhaka walks into the side every time and is just there and is just undroppable. And I've got Granite, Granite Xhaka's numbers aren't actually that bad. 85% um, pass completion success, 22 out of 29 forward passes were completed. Uh, eight out of 12 of those in the attacking third completed four out of five tackles successful you know his numbers aren't actually that bad he's just such a weird player and he he he, he really sort of exercises opinion like nobody else at the moment but you know our problems are deeper than just Granit Xhaka our problems are really I mean for the first time it's really the manager now suddenly being questioned Alan Smith's come out with his piece the other week uh, or a few days ago just sort of saying I don't think anybody really can understand Emery so um, there's not a lot of optimism around uh, the Emirates at the moment. It, it's dried up. Do you remember when you spoke to me at the beginning of the season and I was <laughs> like, yes, yes, come on. We're going to win the World Cup. Um, but then uh, it's only taken five weeks uh, and there's already a fairly hard court. I mean, none of the Arsenal players went near the away end. I think Burn Leno went over to sort of do a little wave. None of them were like, we're not going down there. Arsenal are home to Aston Villa on Sunday. Oh, my God. Uh, so you, I've got you down as a home win with a clean well, sheet, mate. Everybody should have a home win, clean sheet. There should be a tick. But if we lose 2-1, um, it's just the sort of thing that would happen at the moment. So there you go. Uh, if you can't beat Villa at home, a promoted side, uh, then you've got problems. So uh, good luck with the game week and good luck with your draft team, Tommy Gunn. And okay, uh, we will speak to you again soon. All right, great stuff. Yeah, yeah, eh? You've got a few more stats about Arsenal. Yeah, just the one one that also leapt out at me. Obviously, their defence are getting a lot of stick, but I think the midfield is getting a free pass other than Jack, who obviously gets criticised a lot. But no player has been dribbled past and from the top six or the traditional big six this season has been dropped past more than Matteo Guendouzi mm, interesting I mean he's in quite a few of uh, fantasy managers books isn't he because he's only 4.5 but okay that's the end of part two but in part three we'll be looking ahead at game week fixtures for next game week uh, we'll be listening to FPL Nymphra and we'll also be picking our FPL team this is ground control to ultimate fantasy podcast jump they say jump Welcome to part three. Okay, let's go through the upcoming game week fixtures for game week six. We have Friday the 20th of September. Yes, Friday the 20th of September. That is Friday night football. It's Southampton at home to Bournemouth. Then on Saturday, 21st of September, we have Leicester against Tottenham, Burnley against Norwich, Everton against Sheffield United, Man City against Watford, Newcastle against Brighton. Then on Sunday, it's Palace against Wolves, West Ham against United, Arsenal against Aston Villa. And the big one, or the big one they want to bill as the big one, is Chelsea versus Liverpool. Okay, so fixtures that caught our eye. Uh, obviously, that Chelsea versus Liverpool affair, Phil. Uh, traditionally a tight affair. The last Premier League match at Anfield was... Well, that was a 2-0 to Liverpool, but that seems to be the exception to the rule, as it normally ends like 1-1, 2-1, or 1-0. Uh, of course, this Chelsea side like a little bit porous, but how do you see that one getting on? Um, I, I, think it, I, I think Chelsea will compete. For, for a certain part of the game uh, I think ultimately they'll get beat I think Liverpool will win that because I just think Chelsea 
whilst they've got little signs of life and they look like a they look like a you know a side that are trying to do the right thing. They're getting these young players in and you know they're kind of exciting and what have you. I just think Liverpool have too much for them. I don't know whether you saw them in the Champions League um, yesterday, but they kind of huffed and puffed a little bit and just lacked uh, lacked that little bit of well, particularly with Mount having gone off, they mm-hmm. lacked a little bit of something going forward. And, and but I, yeah, I think Liverpool will just be too strong for them. But I don't think it'll be like a massacre. I think it might be like maybe 2-1, two, 2-0. Two like <laughs> Going with the <laughs> how it normally is then. Yeah, yeah. Fine, okay. Uh, and um, another fix that jumped out at me was obviously Palace at home to Wolves. Uh, I mean, Wolves not having a good time at the moment, are they? I don't know. Matinho's doing all right for himself. <laughs> um, no, the, the, it's too easy. It's too convenient just to plough down the Europa League route and say that, oh, that's definitely the reason why they're struggling a bit this year. I mean, it's, I think it's a little bit too simple, that. Um, second season's always going to be hard for them, they, particularly when you set a level that Wolves set for themselves last year, where they finished really high up, you know, did really well. Um, they've, they've got a little bit of something to prove now. But then so have Palace. I think the two of them are, are you know, kind of coming off big defeats. Both of them looking... I mean, Wolves are probably... Um, I think most people would agree that Wolves are a better side on paper, certainly, than Palace are. But Palace can make life difficult for teams as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think that could be a close game. I think that could be an interesting one. Um, Zahar's got a little bit to prove. So have Palace, Wolves as well. Yeah, Let's could get be an it on. One. Let's get it on. The gloves are off, as it were. Um, yeah. Nathan, uh, West Ham have got a good run of fixtures, haven't they? Yeah, West Ham have got a good little run coming up at the moment. They've got... United next at home, but then after that, they're away to Bournemouth, home to Palace, away to Everton, home to Sheffield United. So kind of the players that I would look at at the moment are Lanzini's 21 points so far, 6.6 million. He's still only in 3.3% of teams, looking really good at the moment. And then at the back, it's a Giop as well, uh, still only 4.5 million, 18 points so far this season. So good return for one of the lower cost defenders and then as has been mentioned already as he's one of the top performers already in the league is uh, Lukas Fabianski in goal 23 yeah. points 5 million 4.4% and he's in someone's draft team I think isn't yeah it? it's definitely in mine he's, <laughs> uh, those who know know um, but they could really go for, uh, for each other couldn't they West Ham Man United Another mm. t- other teams that could really go for each other Leicester and Spurs yeah um, Spurs haven't yet faced a Brendan Rodgers Leicester City side but that could be an open game, couldn't it? Yeah, it could be. There's been quite a few goals in this fixture over the years as well. There's been a 6-1 win for Spurs, a 5-4 win for Spurs, um, a couple of 4-3s and a 4-all draw in the last kind of five years or so. And actually Spurs have won five of the last seven games against Leicester in all competitions. Um, Spurs looked a different team against Palace because Palace surprisingly actually came out and tried to attack Spurs, which is very anti-Palace's kind of Palace's, Silly. Um kind of modus operandi um, and the two games that they've looked good this season Spurs have been against Arsenal and Palace when teams actually came out of them Leicester will obviously attack them at um, the Walkers Stadium as well so I expect an open game and maybe you're attacking Spurs players Ericsson Son Lamella who's having a good season as well good um, to come in and then obviously Vardy for Leicester because Spurs still don't look watertight at the back bring it on Jamie Vardy let's listen now to what our FPL content creator FPL Nymphra has to say for this game week. It's 
much the same story in the goalkeeper department this week, with lots of managers looking to Pope as their new addition. However, there's been a surge in the transfers towards the Southampton goalkeeper Gunn, with over 57,000 of you already transferring him in ahead of game week 6. The main goalkeeper making way for these trendy goalkeepers is Edison. In defence, there's a lot of shift this game week. I think many are moving away from the big five of the back formation, resulting in a lot of movement in the defensive transfers. Not surprising then that the trendy transfers in this department are cheaper players such as Lundstrom, Rico and Aurea, with Vestergaard currently being the most transferred in with 95 plus thousand of you jumping on board. Van Dyke is the player many are moving out, I guess as people flood to leave doubled Liverpool defence. Midfield transfers are very interesting this game week. Some of the big guns are being cast aside by FPL managers, with over 83 plus thousand of you already selling Sterling ahead of game week 6, closely followed by Salah with 59 plus thousand of you ditching the Liverpool man. There's no surprise that Mane is the main transfer for Salah, giving his better points and cheaper price tag. He's a trendy transfer with 101 plus thousand of you getting him in already. Up front, in the first few game weeks it was all all about the Pookie Party and now, the last two game weeks, it's all about the Abraham Assembly. Over 401 plus thousand FPL managers have transferred him in, despite his tricky Liverpool fixture. That was, of course, FPL Nymphra. If you want to hear more from her, uh, you can go to YouTube page and listen to and watch her videos. Uh, you can click the link in our podcast blurb. It's just easy, and it takes you right there. Amazing technology, eh? So now we're going to move on to picking our FPL team. Uh, our long-term strategy was to get Sterling our, into our team. We achieved that last week, so we now have Sterling, Salah, and KDB. How very exciting. Um, so our options now are either to make a small transfer or not, or leave it. We've decided to leave it. We're not going to do a transfer this week, are we, Phil? No, a wise, a wise move. Let's double up next week. Good, we love a bit of double action. And Nathan, you're happy with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so fine. So the big question this week is who are we going to captain? I mean, uh, Man City got Watford, Liverpool against Chelsea. I mean, we can go completely, go triple captain some Martin Kelly or something, like other nutters doing this league. Um, but we've decided on Sterling, right, Nate? Yeah, I think Sterling. A couple of quiet game weeks. I think Man City are going to come out against Watford, aren't they? I think they'll blow away. Yes. Famous last words. <laughs> yeah. Right, we happy about then? Sterling captain, no transfers. Exciting feature this, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. Okay, so that's the end of part three. Uh, don't go anywhere in part four. Oh, we've got the answer to our quiz question. Uh, we've got the clean sheet forecasts and we'll also be looking at the coming tractions, the players who will perform or will not, perhaps. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Welcome to part four. Uh, right now, let's do the quiz question and the answer. Earlier on, guys, I asked you, Ryan Giggs holds the record for the most Premier League assists of all time. Fat Wayne, Frank Lampard and Stephen Gerrard make the top ten. Can you name the other three Englishmen who make the top ten? Phil? Uh, the only one that I immediately thought of was Beckham. He's in there. Yeah, you got 80. Okay. Can I go? Yep. Alan Shearer? No. <laughs> Phil? 
Skulls? No. Still, there's one player still playing for Liverpool. Oh, Milner. Milner, yeah. 83. And the other one, Nathan, uh, scored a hat-trick against Bolton for us with the best header in the world ever. Oh, Teddy Sheringham. Teddy Sheringham, yeah. I was going to say John Utaka. That is the best header I've ever seen live in my life. Yeah. <laughs> John Utaka. John Utaka. It's not John Utaka. Yeah. That's for sure. That was a guy Whittingham. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you go. Well done, guys. Didn't need my help at all, did you? <laughs> Okay, so now the clean sheet forecast. Oh, yes. So, clean sheet forecast, just to preface this a bit. Um, look at the fixtures. Southampton versus Bournemouth might be thinking that'd be tight. Well, the last time these guys faced off at St. Mary's in April, it was a 3-3 draw. So they really could go for each other's throats, uh, especially given that it's a Friday night kickoff. Uh, West Ham against United. West Ham won 3-0 at the London Stadium back in September last year. Bear in mind that Mourinho was manager then. So, in theory... They were probably better. And then we have Man City against Watford. Uh, City, they either beat Watford 5 or 6 nil, or it's 3-1. That's just how it works. In fact, the last two Premier League fixtures at the Etihad have resulted in 3-1 victories. So we could say expect a Watford goal, especially with the resurgence at full notice. Um, the clean sheet forecast for me, I'm going to go with Everton, Burnley, Arsenal and Palace. Nathan? Just the two from me. Um, Everton and Brighton. Ooh. Clean sheet forecast, Phil. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to go for Burnley, Everton and City. Okay. So no what, Watford goal for you? Uh, no, no, I'm not. As, as, much as, I, as much as I love a research in Watford, I think <laughs> that might be a bridge too far. For... Who's going to play at the back for Man City, do you think, Phil? Uh, oh Christ where are they at the moment City um, yeah it looks like Otamendi might be uh, mm. might be getting he might be getting the nod I mean it's going to be him and it does, does Fernandinho come in he has to and play he? at the back for him uh, the other option is Kyle Walker isn't it yeah I suppose he could do yeah Walker could could shift in but yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be I, I, I reckon he'd probably play Fernandinho he's spoken about that enough hasn't he about mm. converting him and playing him at the back so I, I reckon that'll probably happen mm. okay so that's clean sheet forecasts uh, players who perform coming attractions coming attractions as it were uh, for those of you who've been looking at Vestergaard uh, he's now the highest ranked defender on fantasy formats uh, 5.1 million but so you might be thinking, oh, get him in. Uh, they got Bournemouth next week. As I said, there's normally goals for that fixture. And then they got Spurs, Chelsea, Wolves, Leicester, Man City. So it might be time to ditch the defenders, Southampton defenders, Angus Gunn as well, the goalkeeper. Uh, Phil, Everton versus Sheffield United likely to be a tight one. Good for defenders. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought this game was one where, where you might be able to pick up some, some clean sheet points. I mean, I've, I've just obviously bagged Everton for, for a clean sheet this week. I think they probably will keep one. But I, I can I could potentially see Sheffield United getting a 0-0 draw there. I don't mm. think it's beyond the realms of possibility. Both teams keep it really tight. They don't they don't concede many shots on on goal. I think they're in the they're certainly in the top sort of five, four or five sides. I mean, maybe top top six or seven sides for, for conceding shots on goal. Uh, Everton are certainly high up there. Mm, and for Everton as well, I think Sigerson is due a goal. So we could see a 30-yarder free kick, perhaps. You never know. Exciting times. <laughs> uh, and that's about it for us, really. Um, but, so before we go, I'm sure we all want to know, we've got the what beer shall I drink question that Nathan gets posed. 
And uh, Nathan, at Lee Noel Messhay, pretty good, isn't it? Says, why does beer smell like weed? And I think what he's asking there is, uh, why does it smell of cannabis? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Alan Partridge. Yeah. Um, the reason it smells like that is uh, hops are closely related to cannabis. Probably the problem you've got is either you're drinking beer out of green bottles because it lets all of the sunlight in, which um, produces skunking. Makes mm. it sm- so Beck's always smells like weed. So does Heineken. Mm. Or you're having a pint and you're leaving it in the sun too long, so you need to drink a bit quicker. Mm, drink a bit quicker there you go that's the uh <laughs> responsible message from our podcast drink loads and drink quicker uh, and if you want to ask nathan uh which beer to drink or any pointless questions <laughs> like that do get in contact at ultimate f pod or if you want to ask us football related stuff or just send us abuse we're more than welcome we're more than happy to take it uh so yes do get in touch uh, but that's it from us this week we'll be back next week the usual time many thanks to nathan thank you uh phil Cheers. Uh, FBL Nymphra, Tommy Gunn, and the Fantasy Football Chaps. Uh, we'll see you after game week six. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye. Yeah.